Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Back here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. Coming off a very busy week in the AEW world. Coming up on a very busy weekend in the WWE world. We're going to be talking all about right here uh, today on fucking WrestleRant Radio. Myself, Graham Jason Matthews, and Mr. Marceau RJ, who I was just, you know, short off of seeing this past week and a few days ago on Memorial Day. Brother, what's going on? Doing well. How are you? Doing great. Still recovering from Double or Nothing ended at midnight on Sunday? Oh, I'm still trying to shake the cobwebs off and... I'm not. I, hey, I stayed up though. I stayed you did. Up. I'm very proud of you. It wasn't the greatest performance of all time, but I, I tried my best. Listen, you had the toothpicks in your eyelids. You did a great job, and midnight's being generous. It actually ended closer to 12:40 on Sunday night, but um, very. Uh, I, I wouldn't say a polarizing show. It seemed like it was largely well received, but not like people saying it was the greatest show of all time. We were actually in the opposite category, and I will praise what I liked. I'm gonna shit on what I didn't like, and there's quite a bit of both. That it was quite the mixed bag of a show, in my opinion. I know you would agree. We're gonna get into that here today, as well as uh, Hell in the Cell predictions for. Sunday and NXT in your house predictions for Saturday. Like I said, a lot of wrestling going on right now, but you can check on new episodes of the show every single Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss an episode every single Thursday. Now, we are recording this on Wednesday, on June 1st, of course, so before Dynamite, if anything big happens on that show, which I expect tonight to be a an eventful evening for Dynamite, just because they usually kind of do some cool stuff on their post-pay-per-view shows. Um, they will be making, I think, their California debut tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I know they'll be back on Friday for Rampage, also in California, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot to look forward to right now. And again, if anything happens on Wednesday night, we will probably just talk about it next week. But I got to give you a shout-out, Mr. Marceau. My birthday is today as this episode drops, and I'm wearing the Phoenix Sun shirt you got me on Monday as we speak, and I love it. Go Suns. Go Suns, baby. It's on my bucket list to go to a Suns game, or at least any NBA basketball game with you. I think that's got that's got to be something that we uh, cross off the bucket list at some point. Oh, yeah, we'll have to book it, Saren. We've been to Double or Nothing. We've been to WrestleMania. we got to start venturing out to other sports here. No, oh, yeah, we need, we need to, definitely. Definitely. And if the XFL comes back, I have my Defenders hat, so I'll be all set for that as well. But let's get right into it, Mr. Marceau. No time wasted here. Double or Nothing from Sunday night, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, what is typically, I look at it as their WrestleMania, although it seems like their WrestleMania to me is all out. I know they've never really made that distinction, probably on purpose, so no event is more important than another. Um, to me, I thought this was the weakest double or nothing today, which is kind of weird saying because we had double or nothing with no fans two years ago. Um, I mean, that might actually be a bit of a stretch. 2020, I would have to go back and watch and look at the results and whatnot. I thought last year's show was better. I thought the double or nothing that we were there for three years ago was better than this. Um, not a bad show. Alexis said it sucked, and another show, you weren't in love with it either. <laughs> she said, oh, that show was awful, and I'm like, 
All right, maybe so. I mean, listen, it's all subjective, right? That's that's the beauty of this shit. Whether really of anything, you could say it sucked, and I could tell you I loved it. But to me, in my opinion, I'm gonna tell you I thought it was an underwhelming show. It didn't really live up to the hype as being this big show. I mean, they had a pretty good card. The fact it ran long didn't exactly help, and there were a few factors to that which we'll get to. Um, I just felt like, in my opinion, and I'll get your thoughts right now. I thought it was below average from what AEW typically does on pay-per-view, specifically compared to All Out last year, Full Gear, which you watched with us in the movie theater a couple of months ago, and Revolution earlier this year. Yeah, I would say, I mean, without a, without even a hesitation that this was probably their weakest show so far. Um, I mean, and there was some good on here, but I think more was either underwhelming or I just, just didn't care for it at all. It was just the nature of the show. I mean, it wasn't a bad show, but there was some stuff that definitely could have happened on Dino, and having a 13-match having a card certainly doesn't help. Um, you know, against all, all the match, I don't think there was a... I was going to say there wasn't a bad match in the show, but I thought there uh, I thought there was at least one or two, which we'll get to momentarily. But uh, I don't know. Do you think having at least one more pay-per-view each year, maybe having six pay-per-views annually instead of four? I know we're getting Forbidden Door next month, so that's kind of like their fifth pay-per-view for this year with New Japan, but... Do you think adding another one or two more pay-per-views might help alleviate some of the issues as far as we need to get all the talent on the show? Like, Darby Allen wasn't on the show when we spoke a week ago, but then he was added on Friday. I feel like if you have an extra event each each year <coughs> each year, and having you know a pay-per-view every two months instead of every four months or three months or whatever might help, like I said, alleviate those issues and get people more screen time without, without shoving everyone onto one show. I mean, you could say that, but they also have those Clash of Champions shows that they've done absolutely nothing with, which is basically a pay-per-view. Um, if anything, I would say if that's if that's the problem that they're having and they need to force people on, maybe they can use those those Clash of Champions or Best Battle of the Belt shows to actually like get people on it. Like, I don't know. That's what I would say. I mean, I don't think they need another pay-per-view. I would just say the extra events or special dynamites that you have, that's where you'd put everyone on. I mean... We always say this with WWE, you don't have to put everyone on it. Like, did Darby and Kyle O'Reilly have to be on that show? No. I mean, there was a good match, but there was really no reason to have it. It was just to have a good match. It felt like pre-TVAW, just those little pay-per-views that they did just to throw a good match on there. Like, yeah, it was probably one of the better matches on the show, but there's no story. There's no reason to have it. It just was there. Well, what do you say to the um, defense that they did that to kind of stretch out the pay-per-view so they can end after the basketball game, game seven? You would know more about that than I would anyway. I mean, I think that's just the dumbest thing ever. I mean, if I would really want to watch the Celtics and Heat game, and I really want to watch Double or Nothing, I would have bought. I would have bought the show, and then I would have had another TV or laptop or something set up to watch the basketball game. You did that with the race. I would buy the show at eleven o'clock when the basketball got, game got over to watch like two matches. It makes no <laughs> sense. You would you just do both of them. If it was that, I don't know. I think that's. I think like. Pretty sure that's what Tony Khan was saying. I think that's just a stretch. I mean, it's not like it's the fucking Super Bowl. It's Game Seven of the NBA Final, NBA Eastern Conference Finals. If someone really wanted to watch both, they would just do it. They wouldn't buy Double or Nothing for the last two show, two matches. That would make no sense. Well, I mean, like you watched the race simultaneously too. I feel like that's a good example. Yeah, exactly. I just had it on my phone, and then it's not like I was like, oh, I'm not, gonna, I'm, not I'm gonna wait till the race is over to watch the the Hangman and Punk match, like. <laughs> On and it was just a double thing. I mean, plenty of people do it. It's like you just have double setup. I mean, I think it's just a, I think it's just an excuse to say that. Oh, like we just we wanted to make sure everyone could see the main event. I mean, if they're going to want to see the main event, they're watching. Whoever's watching, is watching it. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think yeah. It's just a bad. 
Well, listen, I mean, I think it it's was not a... Like, it's not like the Super Bowl was going on. It's not like, yeah. oh, this, you know, Super Bowl's going on, so, you know, we're going to stretch it out. I mean, realistically, you wouldn't have the game. You wouldn't have the show on the night of the Super Bowl, but I just think him saying we stretched out because people watching the basketball game is just trying to cover his own ass the show is long. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just think it was dumb, but, yeah. No, that's my opinion, too. I just feel like I don't really feel like there was an excuse. I could see what he was going for, but this isn't TV, though. It's not like you're switching channels, and I feel like if you really cared about one or the other, you probably would just watch one and not the other and not you know wait up until midnight to watch fucking Punk versus Page. But it also stands to reason that if the match was that big of a deal, then you probably wouldn't watch the basketball game or you would watch that afterward and watch the pay-per-view first. I don't know. Just put together... A stronger card, and I thought the card was good on paper. They had a very good card coming into the show. The problem, I felt, was the build, and the build felt very rushed, and a lot of the matches kind of came together at random. Adding matches at the last minute did not help. I mean, there's no excuse, dude. WWE, there's really no excuse either, but at least they have three to four weeks in between pay-per-views. AEW has pay-per-views every three or four months. I mean, Revolution was early March, was in early March. If they're waiting until last week to add matches to this show, that there's that's just inexcusable, so... I would hope that they cut down in the future. I'm I'm not okay with it, but I understand them ending around midnight, having it be a four-hour show, one-hour pre-show or whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, I can understand why they would do that. But beyond that, though, anything past midnight to me, I just feel like it's too long, and this was one of those cases. So hopefully they can improve upon that for next time, specifically with Forbidden Door next month, and it's not a fucking four-and-a-half, five-hour show. Um, we get to the pre-show. I want to get your thoughts on this Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen beating Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Pretty much what it needed to be. I know you're no fan of the feud. Um, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, it was a match that I feel like it was just a match to get Hook on the show. I mean, I said this last week. I, I would say getting Hook away from Danhausen probably the best. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Danhausen. Now you are, but him beating Tony Nese and, and Mark Sterling's not really going to do much for Hook. So uh, I would split them up, maybe have some small alliance, but I, I, I would have them with more team ties than, than with Dan Housen. Yeah, this has got to be the peak of it. I don't really like the idea of them going any further with the tag team than what we got here. I think they work well together, and people like them as a tandem. I just feel like with Hook and the momentum he had coming into the show, I mean, prior to the whole Dan Housen thing, the guy was probably, and he still is, one of the more over guys in the entire company, which is saying something for someone that doesn't have a lot of experience. But, um, And I like Danhausen. You mentioned that. I'm a Danhausen fan. I'm a fanhausen of Danhausen. But the thing is, is that I feel like he can only get beyond a certain level, <clears throat> like an Orange Cassidy. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't drag down Hook with the Danhausen pairing is what I'm trying to say. So this was fine for what it was. This was cute and all, but I would move beyond that. What you do with Danhausen, I don't know, but Hook should probably be on bigger and better things beyond this. Specifically, especially beyond Tony Nese and Mark Sterling, who are the bottom of the barrel in this company. So, a nice win. They got on the show, and that was that. We got to talk about the obvious elephant in the room here. The news broke after we spoke last week with MJF walking out essentially on AEW. Um, slightly different situation than what we had with Sasha Banks and Naomi, and that with MJF... It all happened, I think, on Friday or Saturday is when I texted you about it. That he was in yep. Vegas. He was in Vegas for the show, and then he didn't want to appear on it or something like that. And this kind of goes back for months and months now about the whole, you know, will he sign? Will he not sign? Will he not sign the extension? More money? All this other shit. Um, and then ultimately, he did show up for the show shortly beforehand, reportedly, worked the match, and uh, lost, did the honors for Wardlow. And uh, I think he left right after the match was over. So. 
it was what it was. There's a lot more factors that go into it than what I just said there, but um, very weird situation. It seemed like he wouldn't be there. They booked the flight form out of Vegas. He didn't get on it. He stayed in Vegas and all this other stuff. So um, not looking too good between MJF and AEW right now. This could very well be the end of the AEW uh, MJF character in AEW. I mean, for all we know, he could show up on Dynamite tonight, and they could start his next program tonight. They could have worked something out. But uh, as of this weekend, though, with one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year, didn't exactly look like things were all fine and dandy with MJF and AEW. Yeah, I mean, definitely a weird situation. I mean, it kind of, I think it was Saturday night it came out because it was like, oh, like this is going on, and then you text me late on Saturday night. Um, but I mean, at least he came. I guess he at least he came and did the job. But I mean, theoretically, he left on a stretcher, so I, I don't think I'd see. I'll, knowing him, I don't think we'd see him tonight. But uh, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. I, I guess I'm glad he came to do the job, but I don't know. I feel like the match suffered because of it because I feel like that was not the match planned out. I feel like this did the, went did the job and the match suffered, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it seems like the road's a little rocky between MGF and AEW, so we'll see what happens. But, I mean, after this, I, I, I don't know if anything will kind of get better from there. Do you think they can rehab that relationship? Like, is, like I said, do you think... Could he be off for a little while and then come back, or do you think they could just let him go? I mean, he is under contract until early 2024, but I mean, I'm not even saying releasing him would be the right thing to do, but I mean, this is an even worse situation. I wasn't completely on Team Sasha, Team Naomi. I'm not on Team WWE, but you know, we spoke about that in depth a few weeks ago. I mean, this was even worse. I mean, he made the situation all about himself, the whole money thing. I get it. I could see why he should be paid as one of the top performers in the company, no doubt. But I wouldn't turn it into this whole thing that he wasn't going to show up, he missed the meet and greet and all this other bullshit, because then it turned into a story about him, and I feel like the match, like you said, in my opinion, and your opinion as well, suffered because of the whole MGF dilemma, and all the attention was on him and not as much on Wardlow. Now, Wardlow got a great reaction, he dominated MGF in five minutes, and he still picked up the biggest win of his career, and he's going to be mega over going forward, which is great, but... With MJF, though, do you think it's a relationship that can be rehabbed? Do you see a future for him in AEW where they kind of get back on the same page? They put the championship on him at some point? Or do you think it's too damaging to the point where they're not going to do that? The only way I see it getting better is if they they give him more money now and he doesn't sign the extension. At this point, I think he's made his... I, so from what he comes off as, I feel like he already made his bed in that. If he's not going to sign the extension to get paid more money, it's either they give him more money now or he's not going to... Like I don't think it's going to get better. I mean, there could be some aspects of the story that are at work, too. We just don't know. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they're going to have to give him some sort of a raise. I mean, to continue, listen, he signed the deal, and I know you said it's a little different in sports. I mean, will he continue to work under this current? I would just say suck it up in it, because at this point, he's only doing more damage to himself by burning a bridge with AEW, if that's where this is headed. And then WWE is the only option, and obviously they would pay top dollar for him as, you know, not, not, I'm not talking AJ Francis here, but, you know, they would pay good money for MGF to get him in their company, um, regardless of the situation. I just feel like it would be that much more if there's a bidding war between the two companies for the guy in, in 2024, so... I would just say wait it out, but he clearly doesn't want to, and that's another year and a half away. I mean, that's a lot of time, and we're, we're a year and a half away from early 2024, so I can understand why he would be frustrated, but uh, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, do you even put your top championship on a guy that threatened to walk out of your pay-per-view and threatened to not show up and not do the meet and greet, all this other stuff? Like, in storyline, he should be world champion. We talked about it before. We talked about it last week. He's the best thing on AEW programming each and every week. But he's a guy, though. Can you trust him to put their championship on? That's my question for you, I guess. 
I mean, you could say that with anyone, but it depends. I think if you really want him, you would. I think that's the thing. Is like if you really, really wanted him, and you see a big the future with him, then I mean, he kind of has the trump card in his hand because, like I said, he is the highest rated guy. He has brought in a lot of money. He has the best segment. So it's like him and Punk. I would say are one two. So if you really think he's that big, then I mean, you kind of have to kind of have to show him a little love there. I mean, if you're going to keep him on the MLW contract when he's making pennies while you're signing all these ex-WWE guys aren't doing anything, I mean, that's why I think he, that's his sign. I feel like I understand at that point. Like, you keep bringing on these other people that aren't moving any needles. He's moving needles, and he's still getting paid like shit. So, I mean, if, if, if they really think he's a champion or a future star, then they have to put their money where the mouth is. If not, then don't, and then let him walk at the end. Yeah, no, I would just let him walk at that point if they're not going to. They don't see the value in him, and clearly they do. I mean, I think there's faults on both sides here, but you know, to keep him under his current deal for another year and a half, coming off of this, I mean, are you real? If you put the championship on him, are you really going to continue to pay him what he was being paid originally? I would say no, but then it also came out that they tried to give him a raise earlier, or he did get a raise earlier this year, but clearly it wasn't to his liking. Which, I mean, he probably reportedly is only making around what the same mid-carters would and, and far less than a lot of the ex-WWE guys they brought in in the last year. I Obviously, he's not making Brian Danielson money, nor he probably shouldn't, but he should be making near towards that, absolutely, and hopefully he uh, he will at some point. Or I'm sure it will work out. The guy's a top talent. I just wouldn't burn bridges because it's only going to hurt yourself in the end. Now, on the Warlow aspect of the story, he wins here. How much farther does he go? We talked about it last week, but do you have any additional idea where you go with Wardlow from here? I don't. I love Wardlow. I think he's a, like you said, even though the match suffered because of the whole kind of hoopla, but like, I think he still looked good. Obviously, squash MJF. I mean, that's, I mean, no one's ever done that before. I think it's the first time MJF's ever got pinned before. I think he tapped out to Punk and, and Jericho. I think it's the first time he's actually got pinned, though. Um, but I, the thing is, with I love Wardlow, and I, I think he's obviously super over. I just don't really see a spot for him right now. Like, Punk's won the belt. It's not going to go after that. I think at this point Wardlow would be bigger than the TNT title, so he's not going to go. For, I wouldn't think you'd put him for that. So I, I'm very interested to see what they do with him next. I, I mean, what other heels do they really have there for him to go after? I mean, MGF's the biggest heel basically, so it's like you beat him. Now what? what we're going to brush off Lance Archer again, or I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think? What do you think they're going to do with him next? I just I don't really know any heel that you could put after him that be more credible than MGF was. Well, while you're saying that, and I said this last week too, the TNT title's a joke, but what if you had him, what if you tried to rehab that championship by having him just go in there and squash Scorpio Sky in two minutes? Like, and I like Scorpio Sky, but the rain's been bad, the feuds have been bad. I honestly, it's at the point now, not to the point of no return with Scorpio Sky as champion, but this feud has been, it's got a stench on it. That championship has got a fucking stench on it. Someone has got to come in and reclaim that championship and make it important again. They probably won't. I mean, they just gave Sky that brand new LeBron James looking championship, and it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but Kobe it's one Bryant. of those things where it's like, what'd you say? Kobe Bryant. Kobe LeBron. I'm a fucking idiot. My R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> my Lakers too. All that slide. Yeah, wrong Lakers player. My bad. Um, it, it's a beautiful looking championship. Would they change it that quickly? Probably not. Um, but I would still have him win it within the next month or so. Because remember, it was MJF that cost him the championship. He was supposed to go for the title, or he did go for the title against Sky about a month or two ago. MJF cost him the title, and that was that. So I would have him go back after that championship, beat Sky almost immediately. Because, I mean, if he can squash MJF in five minutes, he should probably beat Sky like in half that time, if not quicker than that. 
and just have him go on a tear as champion. Because honestly, like, I don't know if he's this, you know, he's he's the first Wardlow, I get that, but he gives me Goldberg vibes, Batista vibes. You know, Batista was never a secondary champion, but Goldberg was. Before he won the world championship, he was U.S. champion in WCW for quite a while. So um, I would probably just give him the TNT title. What are your thoughts on that at some point? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like beating MGF, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a title, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, he already beat the top guys, the top heels, so it's like giving him a secondary championship just to destroy underneath heels. I just, yeah, it's true. If he was the, if he was TNT champion and running through guys, and then you had him face M- MJF turn on him, and then you had him face him for the title, okay. But I mean, so he's gonna win the title, and then who's he gonna face? I just like that's the thing. It's like I feel like he's facing underneath people. It's like yeah, he's gonna go on a title reign, but it's like that's like saying giving Drew McIntyre the Intercontinental Championship and squashing all the crappy heels on SmackDown, and we'd be like, cool. Was that at the end of the day? What does that do? I mean, I know people yeah. want TV and give them wins, but I mean, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, it could be a good thing, like with John Cena yeah. when he was U.S. champion. Not that it would be the exact same thing, but I mean, you could give a, a mid card championship to a top top guy, and it could work to an extent. With Wardlow though, and the way that he works, maybe not. I mean, I'm like, I'm half joking here, but like, what if you brushed off Miro? Because where the fuck has he been, or Brian Cage, <laughs> or something like that? I mean, obviously, ideally, I would like to see Miro be brought back and winning, but. I mean, I could see that as... Because who really... If he squashed Archer and The Butcher and MJF and even W. Morrissey in a matter of minutes, he can't be going in there and feuding with another, like, smaller guy. Like, we just saw that dynamic. He needs a real threat. And I don't want it to see it... I don't want to see it be the fucking Jericho Appreciation Society or some shit. I feel like, honestly, I'm not even, like, half kidding here. I feel like Miro would make sense. I mean, he would have to lose. Miro would. But, I mean, it's an idea. Yeah, it's an idea, but like you said, but then you're brushing him off, and then he would probably be the top heel for him to face, and then he just squashes him, then who next? I just, if yeah. anything, I'd bring Miro back, maybe rehab him a little bit, then feed him the reward low, but True. True. I don't know. I really don't. I just, I feel like either both guys are kind of, you. Know, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because even if MJF wants, like, where do you go from there with him? Like, I guess you, I don't think they'd go to him and Punk right away, obviously, I think. His future would be a little bit more brighter if he had won, but I just, I mean, Wardlow had to win there, regardless of the whole situation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like you said, if he was TNT champion, at least it keeps him on TV. But besides that, I, I mean, I, I really don't know what to do with him in the interim. Maybe uh, Malachi Black in the House of Black just to get them away from uh, Death Triangle. I mean, that's an option. I think Wardlow and Malachi Black could be a lot of could be a lot of fun. Yeah, but I feel like House of Black needs to keep winning. You think so? I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree. But if they're gonna have, I mean, this is the problem though. When you build up this many people, someone's got to lose at some point. I'm looking at the Double or Nothing card right now and thinking, okay, who on the show could he feud with next? I mean, I assume he's probably just gonna go on a tear for a little bit. We're not gonna see his next feud tonight. They kind of wait a while for that sort of stuff anyway. I don't even think he'll be at Forbidden Door. I don't think, but he probably doesn't need. I mean, I guess he could be in face fucking Suzuki or some shit or something. I don't know, but. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Honestly, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you dust off the Ring of Honor title and give him. Hey, everyone's got a championship, <laughs> right? Give him the Ring of Honor championship. Why not? Why? Who's the Ring of Honor champion? Uh, Jonathan Gresham. He was on that one Battle of the Belt show a month and a half ago. Beat Dalton Castle and hasn't been seen since. Honestly, brush it off. <laughs> honestly, hey, you... have, honestly, so realistic. Well, him and Joe would be nice. I was literally going to say, have him go in and beat the shit out of Joe, and then, or just have him beat Joe, and then you get the title on him, and then you just do something, like the whole Jay Lethal shit with Joe, and then the title, just do that in the interim, I mean, 
And okay. then it's like, how I often? Like like, I, I mean, if, okay, so now I'm going to stop so I don't go crazy here. <laughs> We're actually going to have Ring of Honor, like, I, what are they doing with Ring of Honor, too? That's, <laughs> That's the question no one knows. Yeah, I don't so, like, know. If you're actually going to push it as a brand or its own thing, like, I think, yeah, him as a champion would be sick, but, like, just to put the belt on, to put a belt on him, just to have a belt on him, I mean... They need to give of, that. They need to give them a fucking show. I mean, if these championships are just going to be defended on AEW for now, that's fine. But Tony Khan's got to start. Uh, I mean, it's nice that he acquired the company. I thought that was a great move, and we talked about it before. They can use it as their like version of developmental. And I'm not talking about fucking dark. Like they can use it as developmental. The problem is that they haven't announced any sort of streaming plans where the library is going, a show, and it's been almost three months, dude. We're speaking right now on June 1st. They announced it on, on March fucking, on March 1st or March 2nd or something. Like, it's been, I think it was actually March 1st, exactly three months ago today that they announced that. So, I, they, they gotta hurry this up, dude. They have to, uh, they gotta figure out what they're doing with Ring of Honor. Maybe Wardlow factors into those plans. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it, but I, like I said, I just feel like at that point, unless they're really gonna start Ring of Honor on its own, it's just like putting a belt on, just to have a belt on them, which, is as useful as the belt on my pants right now. But, uh, I mean, him as the champion, as the actual main sh- I mean, honestly, if they like, actually turn Ring of Honor into Ring of Honor, like, into its own separate brand, Wardlow, the real champion, or, like, the head champion, Joe as the TV champion, and FTR as the, the mm. tag belts. I mean, Mercedes Martinez is not my favorite, but, like, that's a decent start if you're going to actually run it as its own entity. If it's just going to own it and just have the belt on him, I, I mean... What's the point, yeah? What's the point? I mean, yeah, I really don't know. Unless, like, you have the belt on him, you have him around with the belt a little bit, and then you verse, do him versus Punk for, like, unification if they're going to just not be the same company, and then you have where will be the, like, he merges the Ring of Honor to AEW Championship. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways they can go with it, and like I said, all of this might be irrelevant by the time Dynamite airs tonight, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping they have big plans, and it's not one of those things where it's like, all right, cool. What do we do with him next? Like that's a big just, w- uh, that's a big yeah. WWE mentality. I would hope Tony Khan would be better than that, but I mean, there's there's no guarantee. We don't know. Um, yeah, realistically, just shove the rocket up his ass and throw him as far as he can. We got to get you a Wardlow shirt, at least a good one. They got to come out with a good Wardlow shirt. They have no good ones. That's what I'm saying. They got to come out with a good one. We got to get you one. <laughs> <laughs> I literally looked the other day. I didn't like any of them. No, nah, no, nah, most of them are not good. So hopefully they can uh, hopefully they can do that soon. Um, anyway, the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. Rivalry renewed. I actually thought this was better than I thought it would be because the Hardys are very slow nowadays. But all things considered, I, I like the match. I thought the Hardys looked good. This was, I mean, undoubtedly their best match in the company to date. I mean, there's not a lot of, to go off of there. But it was a good match. Um, Jeff looked a little off. He will not be on Dynamite tonight as we speak. Um, he got injured, apparently. So and Then he ran out of the crowd afterward, which that was normal. But then people saying he looked off in there. Um, I don't know if I saw that. He looks off every time I see him in the ring at this point. So I don't know if the AEW style is doing him any favors. Jumping off of a fucking 20-foot ladder on top of steel chairs also wasn't the best idea. Um, and I thought for what this was, this was good. And I like the fact they won because, like I said, I don't know if I would put the tag team titles on them. But I think the ultimate goal should be for them should be for them to challenge for the tag team titles. And I think this gets them one step closer to that. So any thoughts on this affair? Yeah, I thought it was a fine match. I mean... Not a big Young Bucks fan. This was less Young Bucks ass just because I feel like you said the Hardys kind of slowing down, specifically Jeff. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, he has been off, I think, since joining the company. I think the style's definitely not done him any favors. Like, flying all over the place, taking hard bumps. I just, I mean, that's definitely not helping his case. Uh, 
I saw a report that he was banged up, like from the Darby Allen match. Like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's like saying I look out the window right now and this, it's it's cloudy out. I mean, come <laughs> on. You have a guy that's in his mid forties taking stupid bumps on steel chairs and steel ramp and the steps and all that stupid shit. Like, eventually, it's going to catch up with them. And I feel like he just has been a little off. And I feel like this match was fine for what it was. Like I said, I'm not a huge Young Buck fan, but. I mean, the Hardys realistically probably should have won. I had the Bucks going over, but, I mean, the Hardys probably should have won, but with the shape that Jeff's in, and it's not like Matt's a spring chicken either. I'm very interested to see what they do with them just because they are both getting older. You're not going to get this hot run again probably, so this is the last This is the last ride. So uh, they needed a win, but I, I really do fear for Jeff's health. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, man. I think he's doing all right, but I, I, I want to think he's doing okay, and there's no issues there. I don't think, like, it's not like he's, uh, you know, relapsing or whatever the hell. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I would hope that's not the case. I don't think it is the case. I think it's just more a matter of, like, him just being banged up, and it just kind of goes, listen, I enjoyed the Darby match. I thought a lot of spots in that match were really fucking dumb. Um, you hate that stuff more than I do, but even I was like, all right, this is just stupid. I mean, if you really want longevity in this company that you just joined, why would you be out there doing that sort of shit? I mean, that just was not smart. Now we're seeing the ramifications of that several weeks later. So um, I, I'm not surprised by that report whatsoever. Hopefully they could just take it easy, maybe not wrestle as much, and still appear on TV. I don't know really what the answer is, but um, I want to see a prolonged run from the Hardys. And the fact that Jeff is now slower than Matt, and Matt was always the slower one in the ring at this point you know, in recent years, and it really says a lot, so... Uh, like I said, hopefully he can kind of take it easy and have more matches like this that are relatively safe and not doing any crazy shit because at this point, it's just not worth it. Um, but I enjoyed the match, though. Easily the worst match on the show, Jade Cargill, Anna Jay, TBS Championship. I like both women a lot. I think Jade's a star. We talk about that a lot. Anna Jay has a lot of potential. She's obviously progressed a lot in the last two years. Um, the match was incredibly random. The only reason why it existed, uh, I would assume, was to introduce uh, Stokely Hathaway, the former Malcolm Bivens. Um, as the new manager for Ed Jade Cargo, which came together within seconds. I don't like Excalibur was like, because obviously Jade Cargo won. She retained the championship. And then he was saying, oh, you know, Mark Sterling came out and attempted to help, and now she's aligning with Jokely, blah, blah, blah. Like, they literally did not even attempt to explain, like, all right, why was he even out here to begin with? Like, did he know that the Mark Sterling interference wouldn't go well? And I like the pairing on paper, but the execution was a little fucking illogical. But, um, the match was no good, and then Athena came out afterward alongside Chris Statlander, obviously Athena, the former Ember Moon from NXT, who I've been saying for a while should join the company. I think their women's division is a big issue. I mean, the talent is great. They just don't do a lot with those women. My thing, as I said to you on Sunday, and I say every single time, if they have a plan for these people, then yes, use them. For example, Johnny Lee, the former John Morrison, loved the guy. I thought his debut was fine. If you don't have a plan for him, do not bring him in. If you don't have a, if you don't have a plan for the Garganos, don't bring him in. If they have a plan for Athena and they're going to have her feed with Jade Cargill for the championship, and hope I would personally, I would have her win. I wouldn't have this do this Ruby Soho bullshit where you have her come in, lose, and then do nothing with her after that. Like I feel like she probably should win. People are also arguing Chris Statlander should be the one for the spot, who I know you're not a big fan of either, but I want to get your thoughts on that. So thoughts on the TBS championship match itself and the aftermath of the introduction of Stokely Hathaway and Athena and everything else that happened here. Yeah, I thought the match itself was like fine for what it was. This, I mean, this could have definitely been on either uh, Dynamite or Rampage. I, I just, I, I like Jade a lot. I just, I mean, I like Anjay a lot too, but she's also never been, hasn't been on TV in forever and they just, 
thrusted her in this match just to get them on the show. And like I said, probably more likely to get like the debut in and kind of like settle that at the end. But uh, it was a fine match. Nothing crazy. Jade won like she should have. I mean, Malcolm Bivens coming in, I, I, I guess it's better than Mark Sterling. I just think at the end of the day, I don't think Jade needs a, a manager at this point. I mean, she's got the baddies. She doesn't need a manager. And then... I guess at this point, if you're going to bring uh, Ember Moon or Athena or whatever the hell you want to call her, I guess if you're going to bring her in, she should probably be the one to beat Jade, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like you bring her in and then just another woman, XWB person, put them in the women's division, and then what do you do with, like, Tony and Ruby? And like, I just feel like it just keeps bogging down more people, and it's, I just, I don't know. I just, I like her. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think Tony should be more of a priority over her, but... Uh, I guess we'll wait and see on on that. But uh, if you're gonna bring her in at this point, if she doesn't beat Jay, then then I guess they're all just excellent WWE losers. Because if she can't, I mean, I guess Tony hasn't gone against Jade, but if if Athena can't beat her, then it, we might get like Ruby Soho 2.0 here. Yeah, like I said, there needs to be some sort of maybe not like a three year plan, but some sort of long term plan where they know what they're doing with her and she's not just there. And like I said, I think there's a lot of talent in that division. They just don't know what to do with most of it. There's several women we never even see on the show or barely see on the show. Tony's been on a decent amount, but could she mean more? Absolutely. I think the biggest issue at the end of the day, it goes back to what we always say. They need to more so prioritize the women's division, which they clearly have not, the TBS championship is just a fucking prop at this point, it really is just a Jade championship, which is fine, but it's not like this really, you know, sought after title, before Sunday, we hadn't seen a championship defense from her since like mid-April when she beat fucking, whatever her name was, Marina Shafir, it's like, okay, come on, I don't think Marina's even signed to the regular roster, because we haven't seen her since, and, and whatever else, so, I don't know, and then the women's championship with Rosa and Deeb, which we'll get to, also wasn't a priority up until recently, so, they need to do better on that. I like Stokely Hathaway coming in. I think it's the perfect pairing. I don't think she needs a manager either, but if you're going to put him with anyone right off the bat, I think she makes more sense than anyone, and it's definitely, definitely, definitely an improvement over Mark Sterling, who's a fucking goof, so I like that a lot. Uh, we go from there to the next match on the show here. Let's see. House of Black versus Ray, Fe- or Ray Phoenix. Uh, the entire De- Death Triangle. Ray Phoenix was in the match, but it was all a Death Triangle. Um, good match. Pretty much a glorified spot fest. Fine stuff. Um, House of Black wins with the interference, the help of Julia Hart, Julia Blackheart, whatever you want to call her. Um, she's now aligned with the House of Black. So uh, we finally get that long-term payoff, not one that I was excited to see, but hey, at least they finally fucking paid it off. I can say that, you know, we, we can finally say that, which is nice. More than that can be what can be said for other stories they've done in their company. Um, but, you know, this was uh, pretty much what you would expect, fun stuff, but pretty much a spot fest. And now Julia Hart's part of, uh, part of the House of Black. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this match was, like you said, just a literally glorified spot match. Not my favorite. Was what it was. Got the House of Black a win, which, I mean, if we're going to take them seriously, they kind of start going to get wins here. Um, I mean, Julie Hart finally joining. I mean, it was about time. I mean, I, I would have had her turn on, on, on the Varsity Blondes. I mean, I think that would have made more sense, but her her kind of doing the mist in, I think it was Phoenix, or was it Phoenix or Pentagon? No, or I think it was, it was, I thought it was, it was Pac, Pac, but it might have been Phoenix. Pac. Or, I don't know, whoever the fuck she hit the miss with, whatever. Honestly, good for her. She, she can do the miss better than Malachi can, so that's a start. Um, but, uh, I mean, I would have had her do it to the varsity bonds. I mean, that would make more sense. But we got the turn. We'll see where it goes there. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to help push her up the women's card any any, any uh, too far or anything like that. But 
Finally got the payoff. House Black won. I guess that's I, I, there are no complaints on that aspect. Yeah, it was fine. And um, yeah, with House of Black, just get them on TV more and have them win more matches. And do you think we will see a follow up with Julia Hart and um, the Varsity Blondes? Or are they just going to forget all about it, like when Scorpio Sky turned heel and there was never any follow up with SEU? Uh, I think we'll get some kind of follow up. Hopefully, I mean. If we don't, it just makes no sense. <laughs> Var- yeah, Varsity Blondes may be dead in the water. I mean, they've been a jobber team for a while. And they were gaining momentum about a year ago, but they've done nothing with them since, like, the fall. Since that MGF Brian Pillman program that lasted all of a month, um, which was the intention, but they did nothing with Brian Pillman after that, then, yeah, I-, I don't know what's going on there. Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe in the finals of the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Um, fine match. Pretty underwhelming, though. Interference from Bobby Fish. Cool. Cole wins, which we expected. I would say probably the right outcome. Um, I didn't really need to see Joe win, which would have been fine, but you know, Cole winning made more sense to me. Um, match was what it was, and then Britt Baker beating Ruby Soho was way worse. I'll just kind of combine the two in one. Uh, yeah, I just put them together. The finals of the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Match yeah, was, I mean, I thought, I, thought Joe, I thought Joe and, and Cole was like a fine match, but like you said, I think this match, I think, hurt more that they, like we just saw a spot fest with the House of Black yep. and and uh, Death Triangle when they're like kicking out of every move ever de- ever designed, and then Cole just hits him with a knee and like it just fell so flat and he won. Like I think maybe we expected him to kick out, so like we didn't give a reaction and Cole just won. I thought it was a fine match. I'm I'm glad like we didn't get like Lethal and Sanjay and Sing mm-hmm. out there here, but I mean we did get Bobby Fish, so we couldn't go uh, no interference. But like that match was fine. Britt and Ruby, I mean, <laughs> this is something I just, like, we were just so mind-boggled. They do a fucking VTR before the match. A Ruby Soho says she has never won a match that's mattered since joining AEW, and that's why she needs to win this match. She gets the band entrance. They have whoever sings her music come out. I mean, it got stuck in my head. I sang at the GSM like 30 times. <laughs> and then she goes out, loses to Britt Baker, clean as a fucking sheet, and now what? She just told us that she needed a win, so she's not a loser. And loses to a heel clean. Clean! <laughs> Ruby didn't even cheat the beater. It just made no sense. Ruby Soho, I mean, you can say what you want, that she was on main event or on Raw, but I don't, I mean, she got brought in act like she was this big star, and she's done absolutely nothing but lose. I, I mean, she might as well just run away to Dark or to Impact or another company because she's dead in the water at this point. Yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was it. I, I said this in a tweet, but she may as well call it a day in AEW. I know it's been nine months or whatever. Oh, it could always improve. I mean, this is the same, but it's not only the fact that she lost to it. It was the same woman who she lost to when she first came in. Like, it was tailor-made for her to win here, avenge the loss, win the championship in honor of own heart. Cool. Um, championship, I don't think will be defended at all, which is fine, and it, it shouldn't be. It's a cool little prop. It's a nice little thing to win. I think it was the perfect championship for her because she hadn't won anything like Cole, for example. He wasn't going to win the world championship anytime soon. He probably won't be the TNT champion anytime soon. Give him a you know a, a consolation prize. That's what this championship is for him. Obviously, it's to honor Owen Hart, but from a booking standpoint, that's kind of what it is. Britt Baker was already the women's champion for a fucking year, and I love Britt Baker. I know you're a Britt Baker fan as well. I don't really see what purpose this serves, though. I'm starting to get Charlotte Flair fatigue here from for, from fucking Britt Baker. Excuse me. Um, it's not quite as bad yet, but like 
was this really necessary? And it wasn't even like a woman that could really use that championship. It was Britt Baker. She did not need to win here. And then Ruby Soho comes across like the biggest loser in the world. I do not understand that in the slightest. I mean, I was pissed that Tony didn't win. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, it seems like they're going to give her to Ruby. They'll put her over. Maybe they can rehab her a little bit. And then she goes out and loses. Clean. No cheating. Lost clean to Britt Baker. Like I said, I just... It would have been like like you you it kind of put it perfectly with Adam Cole. It's like he probably won't win a championship. They can throw that on his like little entrance that he won the Owen Hart thing. You can keep pumping that up for whatever it's worth until he finally does something. Kind of keep him hot, a little warmer right there. Brooke Baker was just champion for a year. Why did she have to win this? Just because if we all oh, dating Adam Cole, <laughs> dumb. dumb, 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 dumb. If you saw any future with Ruby Soho, you would have her win here. Yeah, I don't know. Then in do. the VTR, she's a loser because she can't win. <laughs> Then you have her lose. Clean to a heel. It makes no fucking sense. Coming from someone that's not even the biggest Ruby Soho fan. That was made no that was easily the worst booking decision on the entire show. That's not even close. That's it makes it no fucking bad. sense. It's literally saying, I'm a loser, I need to win this match to not be a loser, and then go and facing a heel and losing clean. You're a fucking loser. She has now failed, dude, at three respective title shots. She lost the Brit the first time for the AEW women's title. She lost the Jade Cargill to win the she did lose the TBS title match, you know, to become the inaugural TBS champion. She lost to Nyla Rose on Dynamite recently, a couple of months ago. Maybe not that recently, but then she lost to Britt Baker here. I mean, how can honestly anyone take this woman seriously after this? She had this great entrance, and then they book her to look like a loser in a match that wasn't even that good. I mean, you can't script this stuff. That was terrible. Just yeah, I'm done ranting at this point. I'm about to lose my voice about this. It's just, uh, I don't know. Again, like I said, if the idea is to maybe you're like, oh, she's fed up with the losses, you turn her heel, why would you even do that if she's one of the more over women on the show? I mean, people, for whatever reason, I mean, I'll give the people, I'll give Ruby Soho credit. I like Ruby a lot, but, you know, she loses a lot, but the people are still behind her. She's still very over. If they were to turn her heel, then why would you do that? And if they're not turning her heel, then she's just a fucking loser. Like, you can only beat someone so many times before she is labeled and <clears throat> kind of relegated to loser status. And that's honestly, at, at this point... That's what she's been relegated to. We talk about, oh, being buried and stuff. Like, you know, we don't say that, but it's not a use. It's not a word I use lightly, but it was definitely not a burial here, but it was very disappointing. Um, American top team, Paige, Sky, and Van Zandt taking on Kazarian, Guevara, and Conti. Match was whatever. Not a very good match. Confusing as fuck. People were trying to say, oh, Kazarian's the only babyface in this match. How was he a babyface when he just broke... He just committed fucking breaking and entering on Friday at the at the Lambert School or whatever. This was terrible. I can't even go on about this. This was awful. Yeah, this match was not good. I mean, if you're associated with heels, you broke, like you said, your B&E, stiffed. I mean, they stole championships. I don't know really know how you're a babyface at that point. I like Scorpio, but everyone in this match was just a heel. People saying Paige Ranzan had a great debut. I mean, what'd she do, three moves? I mean... Everyone like she's green. Well, well, no duh. But I mean, you you can. I mean, Ronda Rousey was green too. You can kind of you can put him in spots to make him look good. And I just felt like she was kind of there. She really didn't do too much. The whole Sammy Ty, Scorpio, Dan Lambert, TNT stuff is just. I'm, I mean, I'm done. I think everyone's done with this. I mean, even the biggest diehard AEW fans. I think they all know this is terrible. So, like you said, maybe we get a Wardlow takeover and rehab that belt a little bit but them keeping on them and doing this again i'm i'm all set i mean i guess we can't get kaz and and sammy again because that was like a stipulation that i didn't even know was part of the match mm-hmm. but uh 
I mean, didn't they, didn't they have, oh, who did they have, uh, didn't Dante they have, like, Martin. A, yeah. Yeah, they never went to Dodge Bar now, I mean, Jesus Christ, so, I guess, I don't know, I just, yeah, I really don't know, I don't care, the match wasn't that good, <laughs> I like Taikani, I like, I like Adrian Zant, the other guys are just kind of there, realistically, this is what we should have done Anna Jane and Taikani, but we just, they just split up and we never heard back from them, so, but yeah, it was just a match. It was just the match. And I can say that about like this whole stretch right here. I did not like this stretch of the show personally. Uh, from the Baker Soho stuff to, you know, the, even the, the finals in the men's was fine, but not all that exciting. And then we had Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen, who went in there and had a pretty good match. But again, why did this have to happen? I know Allen was there to avenge the loss to, not loss, but like Sting getting injured to the hands or whatever of uh, Kyle O'Reilly recently on Dynamite. Cool. This felt like a dynamite match and an excuse to get Darby on the show. Darby should have been on the show, but not in this manner. And I, I like Kyle O'Reilly. He won clean. That was shocking to me. Um, they'll probably continue the feud. I'm sorry he's over, but Darby Allen, from a booking standpoint, has never meant less in this company. I mean, this guy is another guy who just continues to lose. And I think he won a revolution in that six-man tag. I don't even remember, but, <clears throat> you know, he lost to... Um, Jeff Hardy on Dynamite recently. He lost the MJF in full gear, and he loses all these big matches. I just, what are they doing, dude? Dar- they had something with Darby, and they still can't. He's not buried by any means. He's not Ruby Soho territory, but, I mean, this didn't make a whole lot of sense either. This was fucking random as hell. Yeah, it was just a random match, like you said, and especially with Darby losing. I mean, I don't think they're going to be thrusting Kyle off the card anytime soon, so having him lose here, I mean... It didn't really make so much sense. So that was a good match. Like everyone's like, "Oh, probably one of the better matches of the night." I think it probably was one of the better matches of the night, but it just was completely random. And I saw Tony Khan was like, "Oh yeah, like we had this match set of the Battle Royal because it meant more." But I mean, it still was just a random throwaway match. I mean, especially with Darby losing, he's like, "Oh, why didn't want Darby to be and get lost in the shuffle in the Battle Royal?" Well, he fucking lost anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, exactly. It didn't even end up mattering anyway. So um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Darby Allen will be fine, but. He's one of those guys they can build up and be a good top-tier babyface. I still want to see Darby Allen and Malachi Black at some point, or you know, Darby Allen versus a, a, a bunch of those heels on the AEW roster. So this doesn't exactly help. Maybe we'll get Darby and Adam Cole out of it. I don't know. I know we're going to be seeing him in tag team action on Dynamite, which has already happened by the time this goes up. But um, yeah, that was just random. Rosa and Serena Deeb, I thought, had one of the better matches on the whole show. Uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship, the crowd would have been hotter had this happened, you know, five hours earlier when the you know, when the night was still young. But um, it was still a really good match, honestly. I you know the build suffered a little bit, but I thought they went out there and had a great match. I really like Serena Deeb. Thunder Rose is great. They went out there when it mattered most and had a great match, and Rosa won. So again, wish the crowd was a little bit hotter early on, but this ended up to me being probably one of the better matches all night. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. Like I said, I think this one. It was basically the timing of the match. I mean, like I said, it happened pretty late on in the show. The build it was honestly not good at all. They kind of ramped up the last second. So, I mean, I think that probably didn't help at all either just because the, the build was pretty bad. And they really ramped it up the last dynamite or two, if that. So, that was a good, well-wrestled match. I, I like Deep. I like Thunder Rosa. Hopefully they can, you know, maybe book Thunder Rosa a little bit more instead of just being on VTRs every week and random interviews. So, maybe we get actual matches and feud out of her. So, We'll see here. I mean, she beat her clean. I, I, I don't think we'll continue this, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I like Diva a lot, too. I just, I think she's kind of like a stepping stone, which, I mean, I don't know how specifically old she is, but she's been around for a bit. She's a veteran. I mean, uh, if you're going to put the belt on, I think they would have done it by now. So I like her. She's, she can always go in there and have a great match. So no complaints there. 
Yeah, no, she, I don't think she was ever going to win this championship. And maybe she will win the TBS title down the road. I'd be definitely in favor of that because she's very good. Um, but she wasn't going to win here. She's great. Hopefully they can find TV time for her beyond this feud. They probably won't, knowing this company. We probably won't see her again for another two months. And then Thunder Rosa, what you do with her from here, as long as it doesn't involve another feud with Nyla Rose or something, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I, I don't really have any other obvious options. Layla Hirsch is out for a while. That would have been an option, but she's gone for a little bit out injured. So I don't really know, but they'll figure it out. I mean, anything's better than like another Baker Rosa match, which they wouldn't go back to anyway, but I don't know. Time will tell. They, they brought in a lot of baby faces from Tony to Ruby to Athena. So they need more heels. I think in this division, Jamie Hayter, I really like, but will they really do Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa? Probably not. Um, I don't know. We'll say it's high in thunder. Oh my God. And it'll another tie title shot where she loses. Yeah. And then they'll have like Sammy be like with her, like it'll be kind of mixed instead of her with him for the TNT belt. They'll do her and her and thunder. I mean, Hey, it's a fresh match and I think it'd be a good match. It's just, uh, I feel like Ty is one of those people. They just kind of set up to lose all the time. Well, yeah, she's, she's kind of like a Ruby. So she's literally lost her last three pay-per-view matches. Not that that's a te- bad thing. I mean, the Bucks have lost their last four pay-per-view matches, so it's not like she's dead in the water, but yeah, she's like the heel Ruby Soho world. They'll, they'll set her up. They'll build her up for like a week or two on TV. She'll win a random tag team street fight on television, and then she'll, you know, will lose the title shot whenever it matters most. That's just kind of what happens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she lost to Britt, and then she lost to, to Jade. And, and now then... she lost on Sunday. Yeah, hey. <laughs> lost so to Paige Van Zandt. <laughs> so, I mean, Whatever. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Anarchy in the arena. Listen, everyone has their different opinions. I'm not saying mine is the right opinion. I thought this was fucking terrible. And uh, I don't know. I know it was very ECW-esque and had the music playing for a while. That just got very old very quickly to me. I would have not have survived. I'm going to tell you right now, I would not have liked ECW back in the day. I would not have survived two seconds in that ECW arena as far as like enjoying this shit, and uh, the crowd was into it to give them credit, I mean, they really did beat the fuck out of each other here, Eddie Kingston was covered in blood, they brought out gasoline, Jericho in there looking old as fuck, but you know, it was a, it was a performance, I guess, it was, it was something, it was certainly a spectacle to say the least, not a spectacle I would particularly enjoy, like I liked Allen and Hardy for the most part, this I thought was fucking dumb as hell, they do hardcore matches almost every other week on AEW, so why would this really stand out? And it just, it was, it was bad. Just, I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was just a complete waste of time. And then having Jericho and Hager beat Brian of all people was also stupid. I mean, they have fucking, I mean, Santana Ortiz are pretty much done at this point. I mean, these guys cannot win fucking shit. They cannot win anything. They didn't win anything in Inner Circle. They're not winning anything now. I mean, they just cannot escape this Jericho bullshit. But yeah, I, I, I thought this match was absolute trash. And uh, I know I'm in the minority there, but I just did not like this at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I, honestly, I applaud William Regal for not going out there and getting the shit all over him. <laughs> Smartest man of the night right there. He just, you know, just stayed away, didn't get involved, didn't get any of the shit on him, so good for him. Brian, a little disappointed in you, man. I mean, <laughs> being in this crap, like him and one of the one of the 2.0 guys were just like in, this, in like the empty cheap seats where the torque was just like punching each other. I'm like, this is just fucking awful. I just... Yeah, I, I think this match is terrible. I feel bad for Brian. I mean, Jericho at this point, he embraces this shit, so he, he loves it. He thinks it's great stuff, which it just isn't. And, and we had to sit through it. Now we're going to get this every year now because allegedly stadium stampedes run its course. Now we're going to get this trash every year. I mean, beating Brian, I feel bad for the guy. 
I'm glad for William Regal just not to get out, go out there and get the shit on him. So that's my two takeaways. I feel bad for Brian, and I applaud William Regal for not showing up. And the worst part is, is that this feud probably isn't even over. We probably have not seen the last of this shit yet. Yeah, we're going to get blood and guts. I mean, that's that's a definite. The worst part is that this was blood and guts, though. I mean, we got all the blood and guts in this match. Why would we need another match to determine that, you know? <laughs> Why not hey, just do blood and guts on this show? Because they didn't want to take up more room, Tony said. Dumb. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I don't know. I just want this shit to be over. I'm just kind of finding any way for this shit to end because it just is not good. No one's benefiting. The Jericho Appreciation Society shit is bad. Um, Blackpool Combat Club is better than this. Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz are better than this. It's just... I know they were thriving out there. Oh, it's blood and shit. I just... I think it's fucking dumb. We see this shit every week. If this was three years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is cool, but... We've seen, I saw crazier shit in the Darby Allen match with Jeff Hardy than I saw in this match. And it was just, a lot of it was just stupid. It was just dumb. It wasn't even like controlled chaos where it was like fun. It was just dumb. So again, that was me. I mean, I, I know I'm in the minority there. Everyone has their respective tastes. I didn't really care for it. Jurassic Express retaining the tag team titles against Keith Lee, Swerve, and Team Taz. Really fun match here. I like this a lot. Don't agree with the outcome. Maybe it's because they'll lose the championships to FTR soon, but... Yeah, I just I think it's time to pull the plug on Jurassic Express. I like those guys, but you got to turn Christian Cage heel. I'm going to be 87 by the time it finally fucking happens. I mean, this is just ridiculous at this point. Uh, Lee and Swerve should be broken up, go their separate ways, and Team Taz deserve better as well. So, uh, love the match. Not too fond of the outcome, though. Yeah, I mean, the match was fine. It's, I mean, we just saw a triple threat at, at Revolution. This was pretty much the same thing, just a couple different people. Put it in the put it in the VCR. You'd get the same result, same kind of match. Um, I like I like I, like you said, Jungle Boy and them. They're gonna do it. Just do it at this point. Like Christ Almighty. I mean, I picked them to win just because I felt like the other teams weren't gonna win. So I, I, I guess that was the only positive of this match was that who I picked one won. But uh, besides that, I completely agree. Breakup, Keith Lee and and, and Swerve having to go on their separate ways. Like I don't need them both. Like no, just stop. Like we don't need them as a team. They already have enough teams. They don't need them as a team. Yeah. Love, love uh, Powerhouse and, and Ricky, but, I mean, I just don't think they're ever going to get a, a decent push on their own. So, I mean, I, I would say break them up, but, I mean, I think being in the tag team division might help them more than, than we think, and, and the general boy split just needs to come. But that's what we're talking about. Like, the TNT title's a mess, but, like, you have all these people that are just thrown in random tag teams, which would probably be able to help the division, but I just don't see them going in that direction. Like I said, I think there's a better chance, like, Wardlow won the belt from Scorpio than like a Swerve or Keith Lee or or Powerhouse or Stark. So we'll see. But uh, I, 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 like I said last week, I really have been liking what Swerve's done. I think he's probably out of all the WWE people, maybe just because he had the least expectations. I feel like he's come across the best so far. Like I feel like he feels like a star. I mean, he's a great wrestler, and we've known that since we saw him in Lucha Underground. And I think he was just starting to get his momentum in NXT, and then they brought him up, and obviously they laid him off. But uh, – I think they need to focus on him a little bit more. I mean, giving him the TNT title would be pretty sick. Um, That'd be cool. I don't think they're going in that direction. But, no, I've been impressed with Swerve. Keith Lee's been, been pretty good, and I like Powerhouse and Stark. So, we'll hopefully get the turn before you turn 73, and uh, <laughs> Christian will be on his own, and then he can outwork everyone. So I, Yeah, I agree. Maybe if, I know we're done with the signings and stuff, but maybe they can bring in Bottom Dollar and CFAB to join Swerve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was loose change. 
<laughs> that was Alexis's nickname. That, that works Alexis. too. Look at that. I'll give a shout out to Alexis with their loose change. <laughs> hey, I mean, I loved Hit Row, so I, I mean, they wouldn't be called Hit Row, I wouldn't think. But hey, I would love to see that again at some point. I think he'll swerve his money. Face swerve, he works too. But yeah, the guy's very underrated. I would like to see him do more coming out of this. Uh, we get to the main event finally three years later. CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page for the AW World Championship. Um, pretty good match. Maybe not their best main event. I thought it was a, a, a very good match. Not amazing, just because there were a few botches in there. Punk did not look great. Going for the buckshot two or three times did not help. That looked like shit. Um, I, I could have done without it the whole... Uh, I mean, doing it once or twice, I get it, but they focused a good five minutes of the match on Punk trying to do the buckshot and Page trying to do the GTS. That was like Rock and Austin reincarnated. I thought that was silly. But the rest of the match I liked and the storytelling with Page trying to cheat, and then he did, and it cost him the match, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was great, and now we can probably get a heel hangman out of this, which I wasn't too fond of a week ago, but I may not be opposed to it. We'll see where... I mean, honestly, it would give him something to do, if nothing else. Um, they kind of failed him with his reign, which wasn't bad, but it was definitely paled in comparison to the other ones that came before it. So, anyway, I liked the match. Punk winning, I thought was the right outcome. Um, he's as hot as he'll probably ever be in AEW. This was... I don't know if it was his peak, but... You know, they had to put the championship on him here. And where they go with Paige from here, we'll probably find out on Dynamite tonight, but I, I think it'll be very interesting. So, thoughts on the match and the championship change, brother? Yeah, I thought it was a fine match. Like I said, probably one of their weaker main events. I mean, like I said, I think, I don't know if it was like fatigue, because the crowd definitely wasn't as in as they probably should have been. I mean, I feel like when we went to full gear, like the crowd was like, I mean, also I feel like that feud was also bigger, but like they were just like going crazy for Hangman and, and Omega, and this one they just kind of felt like a little bit dead. I don't know if that was like you said, crowd fatigue or just there was the mat the, the the build up was kind of weak and they similar to Deeb and in Rose, so they kind of didn't like steam it up until like the last second. So, but I thought the match was fine. Them teasing the GTS and the in the, the buckshot was kind of tiresome at some point. Um, Punk won. I mean, I think that's the right result. I like Hangman, but I mean, you got to put the the belt on the hot hand. Ask Tony Khan. He'll tell you how great CM Punk is. If you didn't see that meteor scrum, please do. You'll, you will laugh your ass off. So, um, Punk winning makes sense. We'll see what happens. I'm assuming we'll probably get him versus someone big at, at the Forgotten Door show. I mean, I think that's just going to be more of like a – that's more of like a wrestling fan's wet dream than actually going to be like a, a progressive show. So, we'll see yeah. you there. Um I don't know, like, I don't know if, like, we'll probably get, like, a hangman. Like, that's somewhere, like, you'd probably want to put a ward low, but we'll see. But, uh, Punk winning the belt makes sense. The right person to put the belt on. Hangman going heel. I, I, I mean, what else do you do with him from there? Um, but, I mean, I think going heel will be right, but then who do you have him face? So, we always get in this, uh, we always get in this dilemma every time, but, uh, I guess we'll wait, we'll play it out a little bit, see what happens, and, uh, go from there. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of different directions they can go in, but um, either way, I thought they made the right outcome here. Not much more to say about it than that. And uh, yeah, I think hopefully Hangman can rebound and they can find something for him to do. I do think turning heel at this point, which again, I wasn't overly fond of a week or two ago, might be the best route to take just because of what the story they told here. And it would extend the feud. The feud's only really just getting started. This felt like the first match of a few. Uh, maybe we'll get the rematch on TV. Maybe we'll get it at Forbidden Door. We, we may not get Punk versus a New Japan guy. It may be the rematch in Chicago. And then maybe, honestly, I, I think it's very possible they could have Hangman win it back and officially turn heel there. Um, people are not going to like that. Oh, we want a seven-month reign from CM Punk. It, it may not be. I don't even know if he needs to be champion for that long. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would hate that either. It's, it's very interesting. We're kind of... 
exploring uncharted waters here with CM Punk. I, mean, as I don't champion. hate that idea. I definitely don't hate that idea. Yeah, no, I mean, it would make, it would certainly heat up Hangman again. It would give him something to do. You got a new top heel because, you know, when Kenny's coming back, he's probably going to be a baby face. Um, MJF may not be long for this company. You need yeah, more top maybe, heels. Maybe you turn, like you said, maybe you have, like I said, Punk doesn't need the belt for a year. I mean, people are like, oh, I need to, no, he doesn't. He doesn't really even need the belt, honestly. Yeah. But uh, like you said, maybe have him lose the belt back to Hangman. Hammond goes heel. Maybe that's how you get Wardlow in the title picture. He'll be a baby face. Yeah. You have him destroy a dickhead Adam, uh, Adam Page, and maybe that's the direction they're going. We'll see. But uh, Yeah, not a lot I of people are talking about that. I'm definitely not against him going heel and winning the belt back. Like I said, I, I mean, putting the belt on Punk makes sense, but, I mean, it doesn't really change much. I mean, I don't think he needs it, like you said. I mean, well, then he's, he's the- so established at this point he doesn't need the belt. So Yeah. Uh, that's... Well, not just that, but like when you really think about it, another thing that we're not really talking about, not just me and you, but just in general, who does Punk face from here, though? I mean, MJF, you already did. I guess you could revisit it and have, if they do if they do that again, MJF would have to win. Obviously, no doubt. But that would have to be at the end of the reign. I don't see them doing Punk and Wardlow, which they already did, and I don't see them doing that anyway. I mean, him and Danielson, maybe, if they break them away from, I, I mean, Jericho? No. Uh, God, I mean, Punk and Jericho is not happening. Uh, I don't think he would want to do that anyway. I don't even know. Miro? <laughs> like, I don't know. Dude. Lance Archer 2.0? It's going to be, honestly, it might be Adam Cole. Like, I, I don't want the Punk issue. Punk's going to be the featured face on Dynamite no matter what. The problem with Page was that he had a great matches. It was just that he wasn't really featured all that much. I don't think that'll be the issue with Punk. But I don't want Punk to just get Page's leftover. He's always going to face Archer. He's going to face Cole. He's going to face whoever. I mean, Omega's a possibility, but I feel like he's coming back as a face. They need more heels, to be honest with you. Like, Team Taz means nothing, so I don't really know if they're the answer. But, I mean, who's even left? The fucking Jericho Appreciation Society? Like, Daniel Garcia? Who gives a shit? Hager. You say Jake Hager? Punk and Jake Hager. (laughs) Oh, my God. What is this? Raw 2011? No, thanks. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Punk needs to be champion for six months. He probably won't be anyway. I don't think he needs to be. I love Punk. I think the fact he won was great, but I think he can always lose the championship at Forbidden Door a month from now to back the Hangman or someone else, and it would be perfectly fine. So we'll see what they got in mind. Um, that was Double or Nothing in a nutshell. Any closing thoughts on that show? No, I thought, like I said, I thought it was their weakest show. I mean, hopefully Forbidden Door. I think it will. I think Forbidden Door might be a little bit better just – I don't know, like I said, with the with the cross promotion on which like actual AEW like progression we we're gonna get for there. But uh no, I mean we'll see what happens. I, I think like you said, this is what happens when you have four months to book a show or two or three months to book a show and you wait to the last minute because I feel like a lot of these matches felt rushed or just didn't really have the story behind them and they waited to the last minute to heat them up. So hopefully they can learn from that and start pushing these more than they than two weeks before the show. I agree. Hopefully they could start doing that going forward and we get some hot build for Forbidden Door starting tonight on Dynamite, which again has already aired by the time this goes up on Thursday. Real quickly, uh, I want to get your in-your-house predictions. There's there's six matches on the card. We got just added last night, Tony D'Angelo, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, and Troy Two Dimes Donovan, their new lackeys for uh, Troy uh, for Tony D'Angelo, versus all of Legato Del Fantasma. The losing team joins the winning team's stable, which is very interesting. I think this is an easy win for Tony. I love Legato, but I just feel like they had Santos beat Tony recently on TV, which means that Tony's group is going to win here. He's the new hot hand right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with the Don of NXT. I love Tony D. Uh, he's <laughs> up, uh, 
but I like Legardo, but I, I think the money and the future is with, with, with Tony D. So I'll go with Tony D, Dimes, and what's it, two stacks? Go for it. Two stacks. To- uh, toxic Attraction versus Katana Chance. Uh, and Caden Carner for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. I mean, I would keep the belt on Toxic, but even if they... I mean, they're really playing with the Roxy or the Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade stuff. I'm thinking they might be the ones to take the tag team titles from them. So I'm thinking Toxic Attraction win here again. Katana Chance and Caden Carter have gotten a million shots. They never fucking win. They could win here. I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they're going to either. At this point, get ready for your walking papers. I love I love Caden Carter. I like uh, uh, Casey Kanzer. I'm not calling him that dumb name. Um <laughs> But, I mean, at this point, if they're not going to win now, it's never going to happen. I, I don't think they should be. Like you said, I think Jade and, and, and Roxanne Perez should beat them. So, I, I would uh, I would have them win here. And Roxanne Perez gets a title shot if she wins the tournament next week, which I think she will. So, I mean, that just makes the most sense. Uh, why would you cash in on the tag team titles and not the main championship? Who knows? But, hey, that's what I think is going to happen. Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers. For the NXT tag team titles, we found out last night on NXT that if the Creed Brothers lose, they will no longer be a part of Diamond Mind. Get ready to start packing your bags, boys. I think Pretty Deadly's <laughs> probably winning here. I don't think they're getting fired. I think Strong's getting canned at some point when the story is done. But, um, yeah, I think Pretty Deadly just won the championships. So I wouldn't take it off of them just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely going over as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, once they started, once all the members basically left, I mean, Diamond Mind is basically a joke at this point. Like I said, I think Roddy's going to be gone soon, so I, I, I think Diamond Mind's done. Yeah, it's slowly but surely getting picked apart. And I like the whole Damon Kemp. I like the story they're telling with these guys, but I just don't think it's long for our next days. So I like the Creed Brothers a lot, and I probably would have had them win at. Uh, stand and deliver, especially if one of them was going to get fired, which they didn't, I mean, I guess they kind of knew about the issue at that point, but that's a different story. Um, whatever, they'll be champions at some point. I don't think it happens here. Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes, NXT North American Championship. Love the chemistry these two guys have. I'm ready for them to kind of move beyond this feud. They've been feuding for a while now. Um, Cameron just won the championship with stand and deliver. He could lose here. Carmelo, I think, should just move on to bigger and better things. I think the real money match in NXT is Braun and Carmelo. And I think you got to you got to you have to get there by having Carmelo lose here. So I'm going to say Cameron Grimes retains. Yeah, I agree. I think hit with Hayes. It's I mean he's kind of past the uh, North American Championship at this point. The money is him and Breaker. Uh, I would have I would have uh, Grimes win here. Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu NXT Women's Championship. Less said about this, the better. Fucking terrible feud. Mandy Rose, I mean, if she beats all these women but loses to Wendy Chu, I don't even know what to say, but that would be NXT 2.0 in a nutshell. But I'm thinking Mandy Rose retains here, hopefully. Uh, I got Wendy Chu. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, God. I think the, the problem with the whole thing is, like, I think Wendy Chu's actually a good wrestler. She is. Really bad. Um, but I got Mandy winning here. I think she'll drop the belt uh, to Kaylee Ray. I'm not calling her by that dumb name either. <laughs> I forgot about Alba Fire. I mean, I it's it's about. okay, but I mean, it's Kaylee Ray at the end of the day. So I, I think that's who she's going to lose the belt to. And like you said, then we'll have Roxanne and uh, K- K- uh, Cora Jade win the tag belts, and that's how we'll kind of get them all off Toxic Attraction. So I, I, I think Wendy Chu's a good worker. The gimmick is really, really bad. Um but I, I, I have Mandy winning here. That summit last night, I don't know if you saw it, was fucking terrible. Holy shit. That was one of the worst segments I've seen on that show all year, and that's saying something. It was terrible. So hopefully Toxic Attraction win 
on Saturday. Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy in the main event for the NXT Championship. If Breaker is disqualified, he loses the championship. Um, another guy that just won his title you know, over Mania Weekend or won it back over Mania Weekend. The Gacy stuff, the thing is, the character has grown on me. The whole... The fucking druid stuff is just stupid. The feud has sucked. It's just not good. Uh, and I, I, you know, again, he was, it was, he was someone that I thought was awful when we first started doing this shit. Not because of him as a, he's a good worker, which is the character I didn't think was good. The whole cancel, a cancel me bullshit was stupid. They've kind of gotten out of that, but now the druid stuff is even worse. Um, I think Breaker retains, hopefully, because Joe Gacy is champion with the whole druid stuff. I don't think it's going to work at all. The whole spooking this shit is stupid. Yeah, I mean, Breaker needs to win. I mean, <laughs> I like Joe Gacy. I guess I honestly like the cancel stuff better than this whole like fake Undertaker. I agree. Shit. I I didn't think I would agree, but I agree. It just this this stuff's like he said. It's like he's like the fucking Undertaker. It's awful. So I I I'd rather. I mean, I don't think Gacy's gonna win. I mean, him as NXT Championship at that point might as well just cancel the show. <laughs> uh, I mean, they they should be pretty close to that now. But uh, yeah, I got I got Breaker winning here. And as we close down here, Hell in a Cell on Sunday, no SmackDown matches as we speak right now. Um, they could definitely be added. I know Nakamura and Riddle beat the Usos in a championship contenders match by DQ on Monday's Raw. No word was made about that after the fact as far as it being made official for the pay-per-view, which I assume it will be on SmackDown. The fact that we have we have a pay-per-view on Sunday and every single match on this card is courtesy of Raw tells you everything you need to know about how bad SmackDown is right now. We could get Ricochet and Gunther, Gunther, Walter, whatever the fuck, for the tag team titles, or for the Intercontinental title, <laughs> rather. Yeah, I just, uh, that'll probably be added on Friday, and if it does, I expect uh, Gunther to win. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of these matches being raw tells you everything you need to know about SmackDown right now. So as we get started, Gunther Ricochet, if it gets added, who do you see winning that? Gunther. I mean, if you're going to do the match, got to put him over. I mean, he's been killing everyone on, on SmackDown. All roads seem to him being in the new Intercontinental Championship, maybe rehab that thing. Yep. I like Ricochet. He's won a lot. He's won since he's been the champion. I just, I don't know. I just, they just haven't really booked him or he hasn't really been on TV. So, uh, <laughs> I'd put the belt on Gunther. Who could have called that except us? And except that literally everyone else who's been watching Ricochet's push in the main roster through the last three years. I mean, it hasn't been the worst reign I've ever seen, but it certainly has not been great. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on Gunther. Theory Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. You know, Theory just screwed him on Monday. Would they have Theory win again? I think they will. Um, I know they're in Ali's hometown of Chicago. He's never won a single – he's never won anything in WWE. I like Ali. I think it'd be cool. But Theory, again, just won the championship. He's the hot hand right now to an extent. He's not the hottest name in the company. But you know what I mean. He's on the rise. I think he wins here. Yeah, I think Theory's going to win here. I mean, I like Ali. I think this is just the perfect person for, for Theory to keep the keep like building the title up. I, I, like I said, I like Theory a lot. I think they see a lot of future in him. If you're going to take the belt off him, I think he's going to break greater and better things, which he just isn't going to do right now. So... I got uh, Theory going over. Makes sense to me. Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother, not Elias himself, but Ezekiel taking on Kevin Owens. This the the build of this and the storyline has been way better than it has any right to be. This match could go either way. It could be very entertaining or just dull as fuck. I'm hoping it's the former, but you don't know. Um, I think I'm gonna say Kevin Owens wins. Ezekiel's been winning a lot, and Kevin Owens lost at WrestleMania. I'm gonna say Kevin Owens wins here. I'm going with KO as well. I, like you said, this has this has been way more entertaining than it, it has any right being. Right when it first came out, I was like, this is going to be so dumb. But they've made it work. Same with Alpha Academy joining in. I mm -hmm. mean, it's been great stuff. I, I think it's been so entertaining. It's This is like the right comedy stuff. Like, get, get rid of the 24-7 bullshit. Like, yep. this is what 
So, and I think everyone's done their part really well. Um, but I, I think if got to keep it going, like I said, maybe have Owens cheat and beat him, and then keep it going from there. But uh, I would have Owens win. Ezekiel, like I said, he's won a shit ton on Raw. You can have him lose here. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Maybe they continue it, maybe they don't, but so far it's been fun. We'll see what they do after Sunday. Bobby Lashley versus Omas, an MVP 2-on-1 handicap match. Please have Lashley win. I mean, I want him to win. I think he should win. I think he will win. Um, I think just because they got to end this thing. And, and it honestly kind of works out well because he's already beaten Omas twice. And in doing this, you give Lashley another win, but he can pin MVP, who really is the feud he's been with. I mean, he's not really been feuding with Omas as much as it has been MVP. So to me, it makes sense. Have him tap out MVP. Omos doesn't have to get pinned like anyone really cares anyway. And then we can thankfully, ho- hopefully move on from this and start building up Bobby Lashley for something bigger and better. So I'm going Bobby Lashley here. The almighty should be winning right now. Uh, I love I've, I love Bobby. I mean, the feud's been mad at best, but I mean, if you're going to push him up the card, which he should be doing, you got to have Bobby win here. So I would have Bobby win. You can keep him going on a different trajectory, maybe going towards that, that main championship. You know, we haven't heard a lot of talk about Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley happening, but, I mean, I don't even know when Roman's going to defend the fucking title. <laughs> the guy's never around anymore, and it's been two months since they unified the damn things, and we haven't seen the title defended once on TV, so whatever, I guess. But I think Roman and Bobby one-on-one would be great. We haven't really seen that since uh, 2018, so one-on-one anyway, so I'd be all in favor of that. Uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan versus all of Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley. Uh, this has been a good logical feud. I think mean, I'm digging Judgment Day. They could be doing... Like, the creative could be a little bit better, but the match has been good. Edge beat AJ twice, which makes me think, could the babyfaces win here? But I'm, like, thinking, do you have the entire Judgment Day lose their first match as a team? That's the thing. I think the babyfaces winning would make sense, but, like, they just got the better of the heels on Raw. I'm thinking Judgment Day. I'm going to go bold here and say Edge's faction wins and AJ loses again. I'm going with AJ. Wow. I mean... I like Judgment Day, but, I mean, you got to knock him off a little bit. I know Liv beat Rhea on Monday, um, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I feel like Judgment Day's got the better of them, so you got to kind of gotta reel them in a little bit. You can't just get their ass kicked every time. So I, I would have the babyfaces win here, and then, like I said, maybe you don't have to continue the exact same feud, but you have some of them in Money in the Bank, and then you kind of blow it off at SummerSlam. So I'm going with the babyfaces. Okay, good pick, good pick. Uh, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Championship, Triple Threat. I'm going Bianca. Uh, the real few years between Asuka and Becky Lynch. The build has not been great, but I think it's going to be a great match. All three of these women are awesome, and I think uh, Bianca should walk out still the champion. Bianca. Bianca's going to win. I think she'll beat Asuka because okay. I don't have her beat Becky. So I would have her beat Bianca, or Bianca beat Asuka. You do something with Oscar and Becky towards Money in the Bank. Then we lead into Becky, Bianca, three at SummerSlam. Oh, that's where you think we're going with this. I was thinking Bianca and Rhea at SummerSlam. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, it, anything's possible. Anything's possible. We get to the main event, I would assume so. Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. Hell in the Cell match here. Cody is 2-0 against Rollins since WrestleMania. They've had great chemistry. The feud's been great. Love the segment on Monday. Um, probably the best thing going in WWE right now, feud-wise, is this feud, uh, without a doubt, and they've been killing it, so, you know, it's, it's weird, because you could have Rollins win, Cody Rhodes doesn't really lose anything, but here's the thing, though, Cody Rhodes won at WrestleMania, from a storyline standpoint, Seth has said, because Seth wasn't prepared, they have a match at WrestleMania Backlash, Cody won via cheating, which he did, I mean, because Seth tried to cheat, and then Cody cheated, 
He really has yet to beat Seth in like a match that Seth was ready for and Cody didn't cheat in. So I I don't know if it would it would validate Seth Rollins if he won here and proved himself right. But I think Cody winning makes more sense. You don't really have many people go 3-0 against people nowadays. I think you should see that here. I think Cody Rhodes should win. Seth can go crazy after this and maybe turn back into a babyface maybe. Who knows? But I don't know. If you want to build up Cody for that title picture, he wouldn't like be buried if he lost here. It's the main event. It's Hell in the Cell. It's Seth Rollins. It doesn't really matter. But I really think if you want to definitely give him that extra push to that next championship level, I think a win here for Cody makes the most sense. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think realistically, I mean, like you said, if Cody lost, it wouldn't be the end-all, be-all. But I feel like, I don't know, he's got so much momentum right now. I, I would just keep having him win here. I would have him beat Seth. Um, Seth can go on and do something else. But I think if you're going to push Cody where it's seemingly he's going, you would, he has to keep winning here. Like you said, we don't normally see like a sweep in a series, but... I think that's the right one. I mean, Cody's clearly their biggest priority right now. I mean, they fucking tell you every week when he's going to be on Raw. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Cody should win here and then go towards Money in the Bank. Then have him win at Money in the Bank. Anything's possible. I'm not going to make a prediction a month away. Yeah, we'll see. We'll talk, about, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it as it gets closer. But remember those commercials they aired in Legion Stadium with him talking about Money in the Bank? How embarrassing is that in retrospect? No, he was just nearby. Ah. That's what it was. It meant for that show. The MGM was actually being used on that. So they wanted to pay on that legion. Common misconception. You should be on their payroll. Hey, they literally had, there was an event at MGM, so they literally let Cody in a legion. He was just in Vegas. Just weird coincidence. Hey, excuse checks out to me. But uh, yeah, we'll talk more about Money in the Bank as it gets further, as it gets closer, rather. We'll talk all about Hell in the Cell next week here on the show and everything else that goes down in the world of wrestling. New episodes every single Thursday, as I said. Mr. Marceau, great seeing you over the weekend, brother. Can't wait to chat with you next week. Can't wait. Go Suns. Go Suns, baby. I'll talk to you next week, brother. Talk soon. Later.